This is episode number 347 with career coach Kerry Twig. Welcome to the Super Data Science Podcast. My name is Kirill Eremenko, data science coach and lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you inspiring people and ideas to help you build your successful career in data science. Thanks for being here today. And now let's make the complex simple. Do you want a tip on how to become the best data scientist you can possibly be? Well, here's the tip. This will take two things, constant learning and growth and constant networking and experience exchange. And the fact that you're listening to this podcast is already a great step in both directions. But I want you to take the leap. I want you to truly skyrocket your career. And that's why I'm inviting you to Data Science Go, our annual data science conference, which we've been running in the US for three years. And this year is happening in Los Angeles in October 2020. You can get your tickets at datasciencego.com. And there we combine both aspects. You will learn from speakers who will teach you about XGBoost, Python, BERT, and anything and everything that's most important data science right now. And you will also network with hundreds, literally hundreds of data scientists from top companies ranging from Tesla, Google, SpaceX to Teradata, Red Bull, IBM, eBay, and many more. So if you're ready to take this ultimate step towards the career of your dreams, then get your tickets at datasciencego.com today, and I'll see you there. Welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast, everybody. Super excited to have you back here on the show. Today, we've got a very fun episode, an episode we're going to have lots of laughs. Uh, I really enjoyed connecting with Carrie in today's show. Um, it's going to be very different to our normal episodes where we talk about data science and the technical aspects of things. In this episode, we're going to be talking about your career and how you can be more fulfilled, more happy in your career. In fact, this episode is going to be helpful for absolutely anybody, regardless of whether you're in data science or not. Uh, you can share it with a friend who might be struggling in the career. I think this can actually change people's lives. So what you need to know about Kerry, Kerry helps people use their stories to land ideal work. And don't worry if you already have your ideal job, this is still going to be helpful. It will help you grow your career and become even more successful, even more fulfilled. Kerry gave one of the talks at Data Science Go 2019, and it was one of the most well-received, most successful talks there. People really enjoyed what she had to say. In fact, at the very start of this episode, Kerry will share a success story of her own where an attendee at Data Science Go last year listened to her talk, attended her talk, and did the exercises that she recommended. And then this attendee emailed Kerry on the day when we recorded this podcast saying that he finally got the job that he always wanted uh, at uh, in the mix of between artificial intelligence and robotics. And that is something he's always wanted, but he was not able to get. And just by applying the exercise that Kelly uh, suggested, he was able to do it. So you'll hear that story from Carrie herself in a few minutes. But in a nutshell, listen up, because this can be the podcast that ultimately changes the trajectory of your career. We're going to discuss quite a lot of interesting things, but most importantly, Kelly will give you the steps, the steps of her method. So she actually goes and coaches uh, companies, gives workshops on this, and here she's going to be providing all this information absolutely free. She's going to be giving us the steps of her career stories method that will help you take your career to the next level. In fact, one of these steps I did live on the episode. So you'll hear me performing one of the exercises live. And that gave me insights already in a couple of minutes that gave me insights. That's how powerful this stuff is. So without further ado, get ready for knowledge bombs that will take your career to the next level. And I bring to you the founder and creator of the career stories method, Carrie Twig. Welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast, everybody. Super pumped to have you back on, here on the show. And today I've got a very special guest, Carrie Twig, calling in from Winnipeg, Canada. Carrie, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you doing? Amazing. Doing amazing. Very cool. Um, you said Canada is really cold right now, right? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, all winter. We sometimes, uh, we call it winter peg. <laughs> winter peg. What yeah. state is Win Winnipeg on? Well, we don't, we don't have states in Canada. We have provinces. Oh, yeah, province. but uh, Manitoba. Manitoba. Which, yeah, which okay. is just, which is just flat. It's just all, it's all flat. All flat. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do there in Manitoba? Like in the winter, in the winter, yeah. we can skate on our river. I would live like two blocks from a river so I can go ice skating, uh, sledding, cross country skiing. So uh -huh. we have all that. And then the summer it's hot. So, you know, camping, going swimming. Oh, wow. Lots of yeah. outdoor stuff. Outdoor stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, well, I'm excited about this podcast because it's going to be very different to what we normally have on the show. Um, it's going to be like not technical, not data science related. This one's going to be career focused. And you are, so first of all, you came to Data Science Go to uh, present exactly on this topic. How was your experience at Data Science Go? It was, it was really one of the best conferences I've been to. Like, really? Yeah, and I was scared because I'm not technical. So I thought, I don't know if I'll be able to hold a conversation with these people. And it uh -huh. was it was like in, the people that I've met, we're talking to each other like six months later. Like, wow. I, I started to feel like, may, like maybe you guys are my people. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, this is a chance to speak to thousands yeah. of your people now. Yeah. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> Oh, uh, so what what made you feel that? Well, how how was uh, a conference with data scientists different to other conferences? Yeah, well, I think so because data scientists are into like you still have that storytelling aspect, right? Mm -hmm. So and and there's an art to it. So I think that you're just like technical artists. Mm. Whereas I might go to like mm, I go to marketing conferences or like actuary conferences. And they're like so focused, on, I think, on the business side or I don't like or maybe on the corporate side that that there's a different thing. And and um, data science is all about failing. Mm -hmm. So everyone seems to be really eager to sh like there's, I didn't see a lot of bloated egos. Uh -huh. Right. That's People, awesome. Yeah, because they like you have to fail in order to yeah. be good at it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So good conversations. That's that's really cool. Okay, well, yeah. well, uh, could you share a bit about yourself? So, what what is it that exactly that you do? Because it's it's such an interesting field, like helping people with careers. Um, how, what what uh, what uh, approach do you take in this space? Yeah, so I help people figure out how to use their stories in order to land ideal work or to grow their careers. So I, I come from theater, so I use a lot of theater and storytelling methods to help people figure out what's unique about them and then how to communicate that. Mm -hmm. Okay, wow, very, very concise and I'm already interested. So it's not about just like getting an a job at an interview it's even if you want to continue in your career this will help you how how can this help you if you want to continue in your career yeah so even if you want to grow your like even if you want to stay sometimes even employed in the same job that you have the ability to know what projects you want to be part of how you contribute helping to uh, helping to share with other people how great you are at doing something you you need that for a career if you're if you're not like if you think people are watching out for you and they're keeping notes and track of all the things that you're doing like that's that's a wild thought right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um it's it's everyone's job in their own career to keep track of what they're up to and what they want to do next like mm -hmm. and i imagine in your field like the job is changing all the time. So a job that you got at the beginning may change over time. So then if you're feeling unhappy, knowing what what brings you joy in your work, you're going to, if you know your story, you're not going to really be stuck about what to do next. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, gotcha. And uh, just as a, I love the thing we talked about right before the podcast that you said that someone at data science go later messaged you about how they went tell us tell us that story again how okay. how, how did that all happen <laughs> all right so i got this email like today which is i think serendipity yeah. um so a guy he said he 
he was working as like an IT director for a long time. And then he decided he wanted to leave um, leave that to learn artificial intelligence and robotics. And he's 42, right? He heard mm. about your conference. So he heard about Data Science Go and he went, okay, I'm going to go. Um, and then he said he came to my the talk I did. He sat in the front row and part of my talk, I had everyone stand up because I was like, a big part of telling stories is how you hold your body. So I had everyone standing up and doing um, power poses and then doing passive poses and then what confidence really looks like. And he said he was mortified, but he did it. <laughs> um, and then I did a thing where I said, can you introduce yourself to the person beside you? And he said he did. So he introduced himself like I'm a student and the other person introduced themselves. And then I was like, if you introduce yourself as your job title or like what you're doing now, that's wrong. There's more interesting ways to introduce yourself. Um, so I gave three prompts and then he did. And how did he, he said he introduced himself as um, I'm trying to the quote he wrote, I'm learning all that I can about computer vision so I can help robots see so they can make better decisions. Wow. Different. Yeah. But before that, he said, I'm a student. Yeah. Um, and the person he said it to, like he said, they clapped their hands, they gave him a high five. Uh -huh. um, and that this changed how he perceived his journey and that he's been doing really cool stuff. This like uh -huh. whole time wasn't sharing it. was just calling himself a student. Um, and then he ended with it and he's like, this translated into me officially changing careers. And on January 1st, I became a lead robotics and AI research engineer. Please. Wow. I know, right? <laughs> like, Amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, wow. Congratulations. So changing lives. Yeah. But that's you too, awesome. right? Because yeah. you created you created a space. Oh, thank you. Created you. a space for like where someone like who's making a really scary career decision, right, and going mm -hmm. to something that seems wild, like mm -hmm. to come, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. Had this wild storytelling career coach there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, that's amazing! Like I, I love that. Even I feel I feel that way often. Like even if I can change one person's life, like today, that's that's already a huge accomplishment that's already a huge like i feel my day is, is successful and and like here you have a live example of somebody who put the things you taught them into action and got uh, got a great result out of it so yeah, yeah it's so so great to hear yeah and i don't think like i don't think it gets i don't think it gets taught so i think we get taught you know how to do like i think most of the presentations at the conference and when people are learning something new are so technical that they think that the technical is what's going to get them hired or grow their career, get them noticed or get them money. Right. Yeah. And then they, they don't have, they don't have the storytelling skills. So they can't back it up and nobody knows how incredible they are, or what they're trying mm. to do. Mm. Can anybody become a storyteller? Oh yeah. I well, I think we all are natural storytellers. Mm. Yeah. And, and why, why do we then limit ourselves? How come we don't use this natural ability? Um, so I think that it gets, um, categorized as childish mm -hmm. that like, and, and I think so often, especially in a technical <laughs> field, like mm -hmm. it's about, it's, well, it depends where you work or who you're dealing with, but it's so much about, um, it's about the technology, right. And the programs, um, that mm -hmm. sometimes you think that and and the details so you think that the details become more important so i think yeah. it, that and it's and it's harder you have to invest it like it's not as it's i think everyone can do it but if you never tell stories oh my dog's barking um, <laughs> but if you if you never tell stories then you may not be an awesome storyteller mm -hmm. right and if you aren't great someone might might shut you up yeah. <laughs> and cut off and then you don't share them right yeah and then and then it becomes like a vicious cycle you don't want to share them even more you get worse at it and so on yeah okay yeah okay yeah i love your video on linkedin you're very active on linkedin uh yeah. it's very cool to see because um it, as as you as you mentioned like i i see more the technical uh people maybe it's i'm just biased with the audience that like the people that i follow uh, but it's really cool to see that you're active on LinkedIn, helping people in this space. And uh, one of the videos that you shared where 
you're just, I think it's in your kitchen and you're telling, giving people tips on how to tell uh, their career stories better. Um, it's, it's like, it's so authentic. It's really cool to see, very refreshing to see that. Um, I think even one of the tips you gave was just like, be yourself, talk how you normally talk and act how you normally would act. Don't try to uh, put on a, like a more serious or a more kind of like a mask that uh, people would expect from you on that interview or in that particular role that you're in. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I just feel like the, like the future work is changing, right? And the mm. jobs are changing and the work that we're doing is messier yeah. and, and requires like more collaboration than ever. Mm -hmm. So if you're going out and selling yourself like as something else other than you are and you get hired on a team um, then you have to pretend to be that person right mm -hmm. for all, like the rest of the time that you work at a certain company or you're working on a project mm -hmm. whereas if you just start off by being real people know what they're getting mm -hmm. um, and then like then you can solve real problems because you're not busy <laughs> trying to be trying to be mm -hmm. perfect or are too stiff right yeah and you mentioned this phrase selling yourself and I've I've always kind of had this apprehension towards selling yourself. It's like you're you are viewing yourself as a product or as a as a thing and you need to kind of make the best pitch, make the best sale. Mm -hmm. Like that to me that already has some kind of like negative connotation to it. Can can you talk a bit about more about that? Like what what does selling yourself mean in today's world? So um yeah, so I get the gross factor of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um but so what but one way it works is if you can see yourself as a product and I don't really believe you should totally be a product but if you can if you can see yourself as a product then you won't you may not stop yourself from from talking about yourself right like kind of having that bird's eye view makes you feel less like self-conscious about mm -hmm. talking about yourself so it's like one way um but the selling is really that um, I, I feel like in today's world of work, the, the person who has the career, so not only do we have to have expertise in our area, um, and like know what we're doing, but we also need to know what we're really great at mm -hmm. and be able to back that up with like solid evidence, usually in a story or an example. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what selling yourself is. Mm -hmm. is is being able to communicate that. So if someone says, you know, tell me about a time you, right, like mm -hmm. use your communication skills to solve a problem, mm -hmm. you should have an answer and be able to tell someone how you've how you've done that. Um because they're not just like if everything else is equal. So if everyone knows the same program or if everyone's, you know, worked on the same kind of project, the only difference you have is the way that you work. And if uh -huh. you can't communicate that, someone who can you know, gets the opportunity. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, on that note, I guess it's uh, it's be good to transition to your um, if you could share some insights. So, like, how do you build a career story? How do you, uh, and then how do you tell it? Yeah. So the first way, I think the easiest way to do it, it comes from screenwriting. Mm -hmm. So um, get a pack of index cards, like seven, or if you're, you know use Trello or something if you don't want a card. Uh, and then just ask yourself, what am I the most proud of doing in my career? Mm -hmm. And then whatever story pops into your head, write it down. And then the next day, ask yourself the same question. What am I the most proud of doing in my career? And do this for seven days. And if you do this for seven days, by the end, you're going to get seven stories. And then you'll like this part. <laughs> then you compare the stories and you look at what's similar. So every day, sorry, every day you have to answer with a different story? Yeah. So every day, different story. Okay. Yeah. And seven gives like your brain a bit of time to come up with a story you might have forgotten about. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, it's not because usually it's not even the ones that you're the most like the ones that you share with everyone, but the one where you're like, I left work and I'm super proud of what I did. That was an mm -hmm. incredible, like I made a huge difference that day. Like th mm -hmm. those kinds of stories. Um, then after seven days, look at them all and identify what skill you used. So like, do you know, do you have a, do you have a proud story? 
Ah, for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. The the first thing that pops to mind uh, is that uh, we crossed a million students at Super Data Science like a few months ago. So we've like a million people have signed up to our courses. I'm sure not everyone has actually taken the courses or maybe even started the courses, but out of uh, all of them, like a huge portion have being impacted by the you know the content that we create the um, tools that we discuss techniques that we show people and so on so that i think that's something to be uh to be excited about that hey look we've impacted potentially a million people that's really exciting yeah and then in that so in your million what are you the most like what did you what did you enjoy doing in order to get that million people um, I really enjoy creating, um, like, it, it, courses which have, I mean, funnily enough, like a story behind them. Like, I enjoy creating courses on technical topics that are complex and breaking them down. But not just like, okay, here's a glossary of uh, of what this tool is about. You know, for, on every single. Um, formula, whatever else is used, the feature of the tool. No, but it's like like a story. Like there's an interesting data set. There's a challenge. You pretend like at the start, like I would say, all right, you're a data scientist working for Coca-Cola or I don't know, IBM. And uh, then you need to solve this problem. Okay, so how are we going to go about it using this tool? And then every tutorial ends like on a cliffhanger. And then by the end of it, you're like, oh, yes. Not only did I learn the tool, but I've solved this challenge. You know, like I like creating exciting, engaging content like that. Oh, okay. I love it. That's good. So you like, it's funny because at first you were like, oh, it's a million people, which is something like, that's something to be super proud of. But mm. when we dug into it, you love the like <laughs> coming up with a creative idea and helping people. Yeah. So then if you told me another story, you know, tomorrow, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we might find that every story is about like maybe maybe some of them are about like hitting those big numbers and having big impact. And that's mm -hmm. that's great. It just means you need to have a job where you can like have big impact. Mm -hmm. But the other the other stuff that I'd be like, well, maybe your career story is that you're great at helping people, bringing people together and really awesome at making things like accessible and fun. Mm hmm. Right. And that if you were to go for any kind of job, right, mm -hmm. or to or to like start a new venture, mm -hmm. as long as you got to like help people break things down and make it accessible and fun and and reach big targets, have the, the mm -hmm. freedom to do it, you're going to be happy in your career. Mm -hmm. So that's how you find your career story is like, go back, be honest about what actually makes you happy, find the common themes, and then that's what you start to share. So you you don't share the like, I'm a student or I'm a, like, I know how to, I'm a specialist in this. You say, I'm really great at like, boom, 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 these skills. Wow. Okay. So that ties into what you said earlier, that it's, it's incorrect to just say what you're currently doing. It's yeah. much better to say what you're great at. Yeah. Well, because people like, I don't know if anyone else, you know, trains people in what you train people do to do but yeah but this, they're this drawn yeah but they're drawn to you because of your personality and the way that you do it so that's your strategic advantage uh -huh. and every time you share your excitement every time mm -hmm. you share like an example of your work you're sharing your career story so mm -hmm. you're selling the unique way that you do your work okay okay gotcha yeah um yeah and does that does that apply across all uh, fields or across all even like in data science across all roles in data science? All roles, all fields, yeah. <laughs> like interesting. Yeah, I haven't I haven't worked in a field like I can do this with like CNC operators, and then I can do it with like I don't know vets, <laughs> like that. It's because it's it's about what the what the person in, enjoys in their work. And then you combine that with like to create your career story is like, okay, now I know what I'm good at. And then you figure out where you do your best work. Uh, right. So I remember at the conference, I was talking to someone and they were talking about um, the different way that people communicate at Facebook than mm -hmm. they do um, 
I can't remember. I think it was like Amazon. And they said at Facebook, at that company, everyone is like trained in like nonviolent communication. And the way that you share things has to be like a lot of like soft language around things. But at Amazon, it was like sharp and to the point and mm-hmm. <laughs> really technical. Mm-hmm. So if you're somebody who you might have the same tech skills, but if you are super direct and you don't want to like, you know, be soft about something, uh-huh. you might be better off. Like you want to communicate that so that you are working in a place where, where you can even communicate in your most natural way. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So like a lot of these things are beneficial, not to just, um, you know, progress your career as in uh, get more responsibilities, higher pay and and so on. But it's actually while being happy about finding yeah. something that fulfills you. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. So first tip was screenwriting. Seven days. Ask a question. Okay. What have I done in my career that I'm most proud of? Yeah. What was tip number two? <laughs> yeah. So then start sharing them. So I think think about what um yeah how you how you want to sh- how you want to share that and cr- and if you're trying to grow your career then you want to think of whenever so tracking them um and then sharing them wherever you can so with a boss um on a progress report like wherever wherever you can share share it it's like that guy who wrote and he's like he was busy being a student and when he started to share the cool projects that he was on and working on probably on like LinkedIn and Twitter, <laughs> just sharing mm-hmm. it, then his rep- reputation grew and everyone knew. So like part, part of growing your career is, is also letting other people know what you're interested in, what you're working on and not, and you're not like gloating and you're not saying, Hey, I'm the best ever. You're just going, I'm working on this cool thing and I'm proud of what I've done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can even share some of like along that, share the technical aspect like say oh, yeah. uh, here's what i've done and here's the code if you can share the code if it's like not proprietary code um for a company or anything you can just like share the code and say oh, here's what i've done this is what i learned this is the algorithm i used or this these are the um you know equations or uh here's how it works and like maybe someone else will be um inspired by that to follow their passion as well and also i find writing things down helps me learn them better yeah yeah, like that. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic, and you can like you can find community that way, right? <laughs> like, yeah, right. If there's something that that someone's working on, and you've given them a tip, they are so grateful, and then they can grow from it. So, um, yeah, like sharing it is a is another huge thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so screenwriting and sharing, uh, yeah. sharing those things. Is it is there anything else that? Um, come like that you teach people or does it boil down to just repeating these things over and over again? Um, well, I also think that um, doing some sort of contemplation in your life is super important. So, uh-huh. so I think it's about, you know, you have your career, you have your career stories, you have the stories that you're going to tell that you, um, you know, connect with people and you connect with yourself and then you do some sort of like contemplation so that you don't get lost. You, you don't get so lost in the work that you're doing that you lose who you are. So what's an example of contemplation? Oh man, well it could be anything. <laughs> so <laughs> so it could be like a meditation practice. It could be a walking meditation practice. Um, for like for some people, it's like it's journaling or doing gratitude. Like it's something where outside of work, you do something that gets you in touch with how you're feeling and how you're doing in your life. Okay, uh, but what what is it? What's an example of something you could contemplate about? <laughs> well, it, it depends, right? So some people will, um, so for contemplation, some people will just concentrate like on their breath. And that's just being aware of how their body is feeling. Other people might contemplate and just and ask themselves questions. You know, like, um, <laughs> you know, what am I proud of doing today? Um, Trying to think of other, I'm, I'm usually not stuck for words. Um, but it's interesting. Like actually, now it's it's made me think of um, another podcast that I had. Uh, like I think it was in October or November. Um, 
we, we at uh, Super Data Science, we have a company coach who, yeah. who catches up with uh, everybody um, like basically once, at least once a month. Yeah. And yeah, that, that actually, we recorded a short podcast and that was titled Contemplation. And what he suggested is when you contemplate is like you sit down, you pick a topic, for instance, and I've done this exercise several times yeah. now, like to try it out. Like, for instance, you pick a topic like a rock and yeah. all you have to think is about rocks. Like, mm. what are they used for? Where do they come from? What do they consist of? Like, planets are made out of rocks. Rocks can be different colors. You can break down rocks into sand. Sand can become glass. Okay, rocks are this and that and so on. And so, like, you... And that way, by focusing on that one specific topic for a very long time, you calm your mind and you stop this ch chatter happening in your head. Yeah. Yeah. And it could... and. Like for everyone, everyone's different, right? Like, so some people are like, I have to move in order to think. And I'm like, okay, go for it. And for other people, they have to, um, you know, <laughs> like they're, they're running and then others can do that. Just think about a rock, right? But I think some sort of like whatever it is for you, like yep. for me, I do, I wake up and I do morning pages. Mm -hmm. um, so before I look at anything, I just write three straight pages in this notebook and three pages three pages yeah and wow. it could be um sometimes it's like a short story sometimes i'm just like you know complaining about what i have to do that day sometimes it's a to-do list sometimes it's a blog post but i i dump everything mm -hmm. that's on my mind figure mm -hmm. out you know what kind of mood i'm in that day before i let the outside world determine you know what i'm reacting to because okay. as soon as I turn on my phone, like my business, I'm all online, right? So as soon as yeah. I turn on my phone, um, then I'm in reactionary. I'm in Carrie Twig, you know, perky career coach mode. <laughs> so yeah. I need to check in with where with where I am, where I'm in. Yeah. And then I okay. do um, I do another meditation practice, which is mostly just paying attention to the sounds in a room. Mm, interesting. There, yeah, yeah, there's usually a lot of sounds that we no one noticed because they're like background sounds to us. Yeah. Yeah. And our head mm -hmm. is going, right? You have all this self-talk. So I'm just like, mm. you know, listening to the heater and just not judging the sound and just labeling it here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of writing, you're uh, writing a book, which is coming out uh, January next year. How do you yes. feel about that? Oh, well, I wrote it. Yeah. So have you have you ever written a book? Yeah, I have. It's such a such a effort, ex like mammoth, colossal. I I wasn't expecting how much work it would be when I started. Yeah. So it feels like I'm at the stage where I just gave the first like draft of the manuscript to my editor, uh -huh. and she's gonna read it and mark it up and then send it to me. So it right now it feels really good. The uh, when I wrote it, I, I was going to make it, I feel like I was going to make it shorter. And then my editor, she asked two questions. So the first question was, what is your, what does your book want to be? And she said, I should just stick that up somewhere. <laughs> so uh -huh. I did. I was like, what does this book want to be? And yeah. then she was like, just share all, like share uh -huh. everything. Don't, don't hold back. And I thought that was great advice. I think so much. We just want to like hoard, we want to hoard our information yeah. Um, and like, be like, so I have enough for my next book, but like, there's always ideas. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I feel really excited about it and I'm eager cause it, um, talks about like all of the career stuff. So how to figure out your career story, how to do a contemplation practice, um, how to build a connection with yourself and other people. And then a bunch of chapters on like the specifics. So like how to do a job interview, how to introduce yourself to somebody, um, you know, how to make a great first impression, that sort of stuff. So. Okay. Would you mind sharing a few insights? From, <laughs> on from on which one? <laughs> um, well, let's say how to introduce yourself to someone. That's a cool one. Yeah. So there's a few different ways that you can introduce yourself to someone. So if you're, um, if you're, do you want to know like, how to greet someone or like what to say to them? What to say to them. What to say to them. Okay. So you could say, um, it, well, it's like that guy. Um, 
Yeah. Right. So he introduced himself saying, I'm a student. The way that he introduced himself is he said, I'm like, I'm currently trying. I'm just currently trying to learn all that I can about this so I can this. Uh-huh. So that's one way, right? Is I'm currently trying to learn <laughs> everything I can about this thing in order to do this thing. And so if you're in transition or if you're working on something, that's way more interesting than, 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 you know, I'm a student or, yeah. you know, I work at such and such a company. Another way to do it, if you're not in the, like, if you already know and you figured it out is just a statement of like, like I help blank to do blank. Uh-huh. So, you know, I help people <laughs> like yeah. use their stories to land ideal work. Uh-huh. And that's going to turn out way better than if I introduce myself as a career coach, people think I'm like, you know, in a junior high giving people like advice about yeah. where to yeah. go to university. Right. And I'm like, no, no, I'm working with people who like are sad in their jobs and want to figure it out. So, um, yeah, those are two different ways of just like a I help or I'm trying to figure out this. Like, those are two different ways. Yeah. So, for instance, um, we already have that uh, example of the uh, person that you uh, read an email from. So, yeah. they, they, with the help example, but in terms of the learn example, and the help example would be something like, I, I use, uh, I help, I don't know, um, I help uh, agricultural, uh, the agriculture industry or agricultural companies uh, improve their um, uh, food safety ratings with data, something like that, yeah, if you're in the right? agriculture. Because like if you say, like, like, I found at the conference that, so, you know, I... So some people were saying data science and some were saying data. So no one even knows how to say your title, right? Yeah. Right. And then nobody really, like everyone had a different idea of what a data scientist is. Mm-hmm. Right. That's like, a big problem, right? Like it's, that's a it's, huge problem. <laughs> yeah. It's only been around for 10 years. Like no, nobody, there's no strict, uh, rigorous concept, conceptual nomenclature or anything around this. Yeah, but that means that people that you could help may not understand what you do, right? So yeah. if I own an agricultural company, right, and yeah. I want to, like, I'm having trouble with something. If if someone says they're a data scientist, I might be like, ah, I don't, I don't know how that helps me. But if they like said the intro you just did, I would go, oh, how do you do that? And mm. like, where do you do that? <laughs> and can you help me? And then it, it's a conversation starter and people start to understand your work better rather than just kind of their eyes glazing over, right? Yeah. But that aside just sounds so cool, right? Like oh, uh, yeah, it's it does. sexiest profession <laughs> in the 21st century. But but you're right. Like it, it's what's better to be cool or to actually uh, give the other person enough information to have a meaningful conversation about careers or have a, a build a good connection. Yeah. Well, and you could eat, like, if you want to be playful, you could just be like, like, you know, my title's I'm a data scientist, but this is what I do. Right. Uh And then break it down would be a fine Uh introduction. Yeah. And Uh you're just, you're just trying to make it easier for the person that whoever you're talking to understands, you know, the, the scope of the role of, and and the work that you want to do. Right. Yeah. So yeah, what you're what you're trying what you're trying to do next, and where you ideally want to work. I just thought of a great example of how to put it into perspective. So because yeah. like for the data scientists listening to this, check yeah. this out. Yeah. If if somebody comes up to you at a dinner party and you ask them, "Hey, what do you do?" and they say to you, "I'm a doctor." Yeah. Like you're gonna be like, "What kind of doctor? Are you like exactly. are you a pediatrician? Are you a surgeon? Are you an eye doctor? Maybe you're a." PhD in some in physics. What what exactly do you mean by doctor? So uh, it'd be much better if they said, "Hey, I'm a doctor and I help people uh, with uh, I don't know um, sclerosis to get better through rehabilitation or something like that." Then you're like, "Oh, okay, now we know what we can talk about. This is this very interesting. Tell me more. You know, yeah. uh, I know somebody who who's been through that. I can understand, appreciate all these things." Yeah. So com- yeah, I see what and- you're saying. Yeah. And the opener is to like draw people in. It's to get people like, 
So it's not so that you look like a hotshot and that you sound perfect. It's to introduce yourself in a way that people understand what you do and then you can have a meaningful conversation. Yeah. I'll give you another cool example that I like to do with Uber drivers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is a, <laughs> a little hobby of mine. Um, so when I get into an Uber car, not every time, but if I'm feeling like, like you said, playful enough for it, um, like I, I tend to avoid these conversations like, uh, you know, because sometimes Uber drivers, like the typical question, like how long have you been an Uber oh, driver? Yeah. yeah. Like they've heard it a million <laughs> times, right? So what's the point? So what I ask them is like, First thing, like get in the car, I'm like, hey, uh, you know, how are you going? Great. What are you passionate about? You know, like I skip the whole, what do you do apart from Uber? How long have you been an Uber driver? Like straight to the interesting stuff. Yeah. What are you passionate about? Um, and that opens up very interesting things. Like a lot, like most of the time I get this reaction, like what, huh? Did you just ask me like what I'm passionate about? Um, and like, I, I recommend trying this out like at a party or at, at like a events rather than asking somebody, hey, what do you do? Awesome. Mm -hmm. What are you passionate about? Yeah. Completely different uh, level of connection. Yeah. Or like, what's the most meaningful thing you're working on right now? <sighs> great. That's another great one. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Not just what are you working on? What's the meaningful thing you work on? Yeah. They're just like, what? And they know, right? So you can introduce yourself. They can say yours and you can be like, man, like, and just go right for it. Those conversations like are, are pretty incredible. Um, at, at, um, at Data Science Go, I was at the after party, I think, on the Saturday night. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> it was a good I, lo I love that after party. It was so nice. So we were like the one with the balcony on the in the hotel. Yeah, I was in the balcony at the hotel, yeah. Oh, and, nice. Uh, and this guy came up to me, and I forget what he, he's like, a PhD in something. Um, uh -huh. And he's like, um, you know, I think you're a shaman. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and we had this, like... There was there was a lot of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, but we had this incredible convert. Like I remember it now because he's like, "Do you think you are?" I'm like, "I don't think." I don't think I am. <laughs> and he's like, "The stories and you have tattoos of animals." Like I think you might be, and it was wild because he just got like he he just got to the heart of like the things that I really care about, right? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and, wow. and he saw me, and when people see you. And mm -hmm. when they see the thing that you think is like meaning thing, meaningful and cool, they, it feels good for them. And they're going to keep like they're going to keep talking to you because it feels so good to talk to somebody who's like real and on the level instead of somebody mm -hmm. who's just trying to give you like facts and, and trying to sell. So you're still selling. Um, mm -hmm. But I still remember that. And I I. Later, I went out and I was like, what if I am? Like, how might I move differently if I'm a shaman? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a cool one. That's a cool one. Oh, gosh. Um, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, such a variety of things happened there. Um, yeah, okay. Um, so, so that's about introducing yourself. What do you have for, for somebody who's like... Going for an interview, for example, what kind of tips do you have there? Oh man, so uh, I think two like two big things that you want to prep if you're going for a job interview. the The first one is your tell me about yourself. Mm -hmm. So your tell me about yourself is usually the first question that they ask you, mm -hmm. um, and in that one, you just want to start it with like um, some people start talking personal. Don't <laughs> don't mm -hmm. go personal. So you start it, your beginning is like a scope statement, right? So I've been working as a career coach for such and such many years. And these are the three things I'm good at. The three things mm -hmm. come from your cards, like your seven stories. Mm -hmm. um, and then you'll give a little brief thing about where you what you've been doing in your career mm -hmm. to date, right? And just um, not, I worked here, I worked here, I worked here, but just like, uh, you know, the, I've spent the last 15 years doing this, right? Mm -hmm. And something I'm really proud of, and then give them a story and then tell them the reason why you want the new job. So why you left your old job or why you're thinking about leaving um, mm -hmm. and then that you're happy to be there. So memorize, memorize that one, not how you say it, but what you're what you're going to say. The, the next thing that people do is that I don't know why 
Some people think that prepping for an interview means like memorizing their resume, but it's the opposite. What you want to do is take that job ad. So if you have a job ad for every question, like every um, line on the job ad that tells you what the job is going to be. So like, can you tell me what would be on a typical like <laughs> data science job ad? Oh, that's that's a problem. Like companies, like we said, like it's hard to explain what a data scientist uh, does yeah. or who a data scientist is. The same thing. Companies often don't know what whom they want or what they want, so they just put like a whole list of everything from A to Z that they would love to have in this role because they just don't understand exactly mm -hmm. who they're looking for. So yeah, you'll find like we we want somebody with like at least five years experience in the field who knows Python and Tableau and R and SQL and um, logistic regression and XGBoost and deep learning and artificial intelligence. Like it's just a whole concoction okay. of incredible impossible things to have together in such a short and period they, of time. Yeah. Okay. So even if it's impossible, the trick in them is that most people will put the most important stuff at the very top of the job ad. Mm. So the stuff at the bottom becomes the wish list, but usually the top like one, you know, like, well, three to six bullet points, they know that you have to have that. Yeah, okay. So if the first one is like that you have to know Python and the next one is that you have to know like logistical regression, <laughs> yeah. then then in front of each bullet point, ask your like just write, tell me about a time you use Python. Uh-huh. Tell me about a time like you used, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but you use logistical regression. Yeah, logistic regression. Logistic regression. Tell me about a time, like tell me about your experience with AI. Yeah. And then for each one of those, you want to give a solid example of when you've mm -hmm. done it. What if you haven't done it? What if you're only like learning and you you've only done like hands on practice things, but not in real, not in a real job scenario? Then then give the give the example that you used in school or, or when you were learning. Mm -hmm. It still okay. works like you're still you're not saying you're an expert, but you're going, I have this exposure. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it's the when I when I meet with like technical recruiters, the biggest issue they have often with technical resumes is that they don't know how experienced somebody is with a program. Mm -hmm. So that's something that's on your resume, right? So you put the program and then what level, like how many mm -hmm. years you've been working with it and like what mm -hmm. level you're at. Um, yeah, but for for the interview, you just come up with a like a specific example because it's going to tick two boxes. HR, if they're doing a BDI style interview, you're going to get all your points. <laughs> and what does BDI mean? A behavioral descriptive interview. Okay, gotcha. So it's the only scientifically proven method of assessing a candidate, like, and it's still mm -hmm. not great science, um, mm -hmm. right? But that if someone has done something in the past, what, how they behaved in the past will predict how they'll do in the future. Mm-hmm. So if you say, like, tell me what time you use Python, and then they describe a, a program and how they did it, mm -hmm. you can tell, like, they're, that's how they're going to use it in the future, right? So the HR person is checking the boxes and being like, okay, they've done it, but you're also hopefully going to have the person who understands <laughs> the program yeah, there. Yeah. And then they are imagining you doing the work. And they're like, okay, this person knows what they're doing. They know how to start a program they, or start a project. They know how to organize it. They know how to like leave the cookie crumbs if it goes off, right? And that's the stuff they, they want to know. Um, even if you were like, I use Python and like my first project was, a, <laughs> was terrible. <laughs> I failed. This is what I learned. That's even, that's even fine. But just saying like, I know the program and I built this thing doesn't let them know how you use it or how you work with other people, you know, using the program or working on a project. If you just say like, oh yeah, I've used, what's, can, can you tell me what you use Python for? Oh, everything. <laughs> for <laughs> AI, for deep, okay. for AI, for deep learning, for logistic regression, for customer churn analysis. Okay, for, I mean, use a churn one. Okay. So if you said, Carrie, tell me about your experience using Python. And I was like, oh, yeah, I did a churn analysis. Mm -hmm. You're going to go like, well, can you tell me more? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, it turned out well. 
(laughs) You have no idea how I did it or how I worked with other people or what I'm going to be like to work with. But if I go like, yeah, I was using, I'm going to mess up this example, but I was using Python, you know, to assess like a churn analysis. And the first thing I did is, you know, um, decided on like what we were going to measure, like set up the whatever test. Like if I walk (laughs) you through the steps of it, then you're going to go, oh, she knows how to use it. And she's using in a way that is, like in line with how we use it here, yeah. right? Okay. Like, and, it, and it gives you a taste of how I work, which mm-hmm. is what they're hiring. If everyone knows the same programs, the only advantage you kind of have is your personality and your work style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that, that's, that's a very good point. The question I have though is, what if you're naturally shy? You have like a tendency to be shy or closed up, it takes you time to open up and, and this is not just like for interviews this is for meeting people or as we talked about growing a career by changing the story you tell to yourself and the people at work what if like you just lock up in those moments do you have any ideas or tips how to overcome that well i think in one way like i think knowing helps mm-hmm. right like if you have your clear story you know how you do it and uh, and remembering like a lot of people hate extroverts. <laughs> so, like, right? Like, I think extroverts get seen a lot, but they're they're not loved, right? They're too out there and they're too loud and too hoggy. So, like, introverts and quiet are fantastic. The uh, th- way to get to it is that if you hate talking, <laughs> the the better you know your scripts and your story, the less talking you have to do you're going to know you're going to know which points which points to hit right and it's really just telling like a steady story um and in a lot of roles like if you don't have to be the communication person between <clears throat> you know tech and admin you can go <laughs> you don't have to have to have incredible communication skills right um yeah and then for practicing like i would just say practice Practice in the mirror, walk around your house telling your story. Um, if you think if you're going to do a lot of communication through video, like even start to do like a journal, a video journal through your phone, mm-hmm. like just start just practicing because the more you you practice, the, the better you get at mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So practice will help. Um... So you'll know what to say, basically. In yeah. The, in those moments. Yeah, and find okay. your like find your people, right? So even if you have two or three friends that you can talk about and like, you know, share these stories with, and you're talking like, you know, sector stuff with them, that's even that is that is something when because if you're not, I guess the thing that happens is that if you're not if you're not sharing stories and helping people to understand the way that you work, you can't really complain about being looked over, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it's, it's, your, it's your own responsibility. It's your responsibility, get... yeah. yeah. Gotcha. And for, for a long time, like, I had a not great, um, like, I had a bunch of low-paying art jobs because I was yeah. too scared to, like, share ideas. And mm. then when I started to share them, like, then I had to, like, it it just cha- it changed everything. People understood the the difference that I was making, um, and it didn't take it didn't take that much effort because so many people just won't do it, right? Uh-huh. Okay, well, it'd be really cool for you to meet uh, Kristen Kerrer. She she was at Data Science Go in twenty eighteen, and she, her talk was about actually I think it was about like telling stories with your data. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's also focused really on storytelling, not not necessarily just about career in the career space, but more in the data space. But yeah, gosh, I think that you you two would have so much fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the uh, the other tip that I heard there was about um, like on on resumes, the importance of telling stories about things that you do outside of data science. That interesting. You, yeah. So if you don't, I think it was um, I can't remember the guy John. Somebody was talking about it on stage. Mm. 
But he was like, if you don't have a lot of experience, he was more likely to, you know, when he looked at someone's resume, hire them if they talked John about. Peach. Yeah, he would be yeah, more I likely. I think he was from Amazon. Yeah. Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, he said he's more likely to hire someone if they if they mentioned on their resume, like some other project, even if it was a failure. Um, was more interesting than someone who wasn't trying something because he needed people who weren't afraid to try. Yeah, yeah, um, that's that's a very yeah. Agree, completely agree. Um, yeah, it's a uh, failure is important, and it's there's nothing wrong with just like showing that. You, if if I see a perfect resume, or if, like if every a candidate seems perfect, like even when we're hiring to a small team at Super Data Science, like. Like I want to find out the 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 dark side. I want to find out like how you deal with failure. I want to find out like why, like why you fail. Not in the sense like it's bad to fail, but like what what brought you to um, to a part in the project that okay this didn't work out. How you assess that, what you learn from it, and so on. So yeah, no nobody's perfect, and good hiring managers understand that. Yeah, absolutely, and that's where like having a, a, an example would be stronger than just being like, oh, I've never failed or I messed up something once. Like mm-hmm. being able to go like, oh, like this is, here's <laughs> the story of how it failed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like in your sector, um, like don't read, don't read the like career advice written for someone who's trying to like land a job at like a corporate bank, unless you want to work at a corporate bank, because all of that, all of that advice is about being perfect mm-hmm. and like kind of being fake in order to land. And I think the opposite goes in your sector. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Very, have to be very authentic. Yeah. Um, I want to tell you one more thing. At this, I, wa- I watch your. Well, I started watching your Data Science Go talk or uh, in the recordings mm-hmm. and. Uh, at the start, you mentioned that the career story has three parts, mm-hmm. and I, I'm still like uh, uh, thinking about what are those three parts. Could you could you share that for us, please? Three parts to the story. I think <clears throat> I think this is what I said there. Um, the story that you tell yourself, uh-huh. the story that you tell other people, and then the story that other people are telling themselves. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Story that you tell yourself mm-hmm. the story you tell other people and the story that other people are telling themselves about you yeah. right not even about you even about them ah okay right okay. so if i like if i'm talking to someone and i know that they're telling themselves a story that they're like super important <laughs> yeah. yeah and don't have time for anything then i i want to change my story or my ask to be something that that's going to work for them. That's going to resonate with them. And I also want to give examples that are, that are working. So we can't just come up with stories that we like <laughs> that highlight our skills and not consider who we're telling them to. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you got to have a couple of stories that you, you can tell depending on the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And do, and do the research, right? If um, like, often who's like who's the stakeholder in a typical and i know it's so wide because it's so big but what do you call like a stakeholder in a data science job like are you a client do you call it stakeholder do you say customer what do you stakeholder is fine yeah okay so if you're using stakeholder at your company and i come in for an interview and i haven't done my research and i don't know you call them stakeholders and i keep telling you a story about how i help customers And you keep saying stakeholder and I don't, mm-hmm. we're not telling each other the same story. Mm. So you can like even tiny things like matching their language mm. a little bit, still using some of your own words can make like that can make a difference. And if you think you run like, you know, like a happening cool company and com- someone comes in and and they talk to you like you're running something really <laughs> really straight and boring and safe. Yeah. Yeah. They're not matching you. Right. And yeah. you're like, it doesn't matter what they say to you. You guys aren't, you aren't, they haven't thought about who they're, who they're telling this story to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and like, I think it ties in a bit to that. I've, uh, another tip I've heard is that you, 
should try like aim to position yourself or talk about the things and be show the, show expertise in the things not for the role that you are in but for the mm-hmm. role that you want even if it's with the same company if you are looking for a career progression and growth yeah then you should already be interested like if you're a manager of data science and you look at a director of data science you should already be interested in all right what what is a director of data science normally interested in how do i deal with people how do i uh, deal with other departments in the company like you don't that's not part of your job description now but that's something that should be on your mind should you should be talking about that those are like that should become if you're thinking about that it's going to be coming up in conversations with your colleagues and even before you get the role people are going to be seeing you as a director of data science for instance let's say there is no director of data science in the company right now it's a startup or something like that. well because everybody sees you as a director of data science it'll be so easy for the you know the executive team to promote you to a director of data science because you're already thinking that way you're talking that way everybody's seeing you that way absolutely yeah and i'm a big fan of like read scholarly articles and read like what's mm. going on worldwide in your sector right so that you're going wide mm-hmm. like you're gonna go like you know the you know the big thing so if you talk to somebody who has hiring power if you're mm-hmm. talking to like you know your ceo and like if you go to your CEO and all you talk about is like, here's here's what I accomplished so far in my career. Yeah, you're right. They'll just keep you there. But if you mm-hmm. talk about like, hey, this cool thing happened in Finland, like did you, that would affect us. Did you hear about it? Right. They might be like, whoa, <laughs> you know, the bigger like then that will draw them in and they'll want to hear about the little things. So um, knowing the bigger picture works, works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, works really well. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, yeah. on that note, Carrie, we're coming slowly to um, a close of this podcast. Any any thoughts, final thoughts that you want to share with our audience, like to inspire them to keep pushing ahead? Oh, Matt, like you work in like, well, that's not very inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> you you work in this sector that is like in, incredible. And so new that you actually are in the position to help inform where it goes. And that mm. is so exciting. Absolutely. And it ta- it's going to take knowing yourself, understanding the work, paying attention to other people and sharing <laughs> and sharing your awesome in order to to grow. Right. And everything that you that you work to do just brings more credibility and interest and bigger salaries and more coolness to your sector. So mm-hmm. like you can do it. Yeah. And you are totally enough. You don't have to be more than you are. You're enough as, as you are. Fantastic. Thank you. That's amazing. Amazing. Uh, share totally like totally back that up. It's, it is very exciting to be in a place that we can shape of where it goes. So before I let you go though, I wanted to, I know you said that you have plenty of clients and you're, <laughs> not looking for clients right now, which is very exciting. Uh, but nevertheless, could you please share with us where can people find you, follow you, uh, maybe follow the things that you share? What are some of the best places online to keep uh, keep up to date with with what's going on in your in your space? So the best place is LinkedIn because I'm active all the time there. So look me up, K E W R I Twig, um, uh, or CareerStories.com is where I blog. But I'm way more interesting on LinkedIn. Hmm. Nice. You that's a really cool domain you got, careerstories.com. Yeah. That's awesome. Um okay, great. So we'll share share the links uh, in the show notes as well. Um and one final question I have for you today. What's a book uh, that you can recommend? Your book's not out yet, of course. That that would be a great read if somebody's listening to this in 2021. What's it going to be called? What's your book going to be called? I think it's called The Career Stories Method. Nice, nice. Yeah, so, and then there's some tagline about making more money or something, but... <laughs> nice, okay. But what's a book that you can recommend now to people that maybe has impacted your life? Um, I love this book called Art and Fear. Mm-hmm. It's by David Bales and Ted Orland. Uh-huh. And it's on the perils and rewards of art making. It is. It works for everything. Like, it's really about um getting over your fear like fear of yourself fear of other people fear of the world the outside world i think it's 
like it's written for artists and painters, but I think it works for anybody. Fantastic. Art and yeah. fear. Art and fear. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Carrie. Very exciting to have uh, you on the podcast. And also so cool that you, like the, the impact you made at Dead Sounds Go is changing people's lives. That is, that is extra, extraordinary. Yep. Me and you. You can do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Talk to you later. Thanks for having me. So there you have it, everybody. Super pumped about this episode. I hope you had as many laughs as we did with Carrie and enjoyed the energy of the show. Carrie has an amazing energy to her. It was really fantastic connecting with her. My favorite part was probably the exercise that I did. Even in a couple of minutes that I did it for, I really got some valuable insights. I understood that I love creating these journeys, these stories for people to discover, to understand, to have that uncertainty, to have that element of surprise when they're taking courses. That's what I'm really passionate about, something I'm proud of and something that I really love doing in my work. And that was just after doing it for a couple of minutes. Imagine what results you would get if you do this for seven days in a row and you just keep asking your quest, yourself that question, what is it that I've done in career, my career that I'm proud of? So uh, I highly recommend trying out that exercise and maybe you'll be Carrie's next success story. And if you are, make sure to contact her and let her know about it. And one thing I want to ask of you today is to share this episode with someone. Doesn't even have to be someone in data science. Somebody you know who wants a better career, somebody who wants more fulfillment, might be unhappy with their job. This could change the course of their life. And that's why we do these episodes to inspire people, to give them that spark to move forward and improve their lives and careers. Because a career is ultimately not just about the money or the title or the responsibility that you have. All this is important. Indeed, this method can help you grow all those things. But ultimately, a career is about doing the things that you love being happy and being fulfilled. So if you know somebody who might be struggling or could be or wants to be more fulfilled in their career, send them this episode. It's very easy to share. Just send them the link superdatascience.com slash 347. And that is also where you can get the show notes for this episode, any materials we mentioned on the show, plus the URLs to Carrie's uh, LinkedIn and other places where you can connect with her and follow her career, follow what she's doing for the world. So once again, that link is superdatascience.com slash 347. And finally, as mentioned throughout this episode, Kerry was a speaker at Data Science Go 2019. So that gives you a feel for what kind of speakers we invite to the event. We not only invite data science practitioners and uh, inspiring data science speakers, we also invite people who will help you grow your career and take it to the next level. So if you want to learn data science, have fun and skyrocket your career, then check out Data Science Go in Los Angeles on 23rd, 24th, 25th of October. The website is datasciencego.com. And I look forward to seeing you there. Until next time, happy analyzing. <laughs>